Hey everybody, and welcome to the Good Night's Rest Inn. I am your innkeeper, Derek, and today I don't have a fun fact. I think someone else is going to be taking over on that one. But before we get anywhere in the episode, I did want to go over a note that I did leave on the previous episode, which is just to say that we do recognize that some of the voices do sound a little samey, or at least to us, because we actually haven't heard any feedback. We're just our own worst critics, I guess. Uh, but I personally will be changing the boss's voice from here on out in order to clarify that. And then I'll let the the guys go ahead and, you know, go ahead and evolve their voices as we go along. So I'll go ahead and let whoever wants to take over first take over as he's chewing. <laughs> he said he was eating as fast as possible. What a liar. Hello there, everyone. I'm Tyler. And I'm playing Adrian LeBeau. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm going to go. <laughs> My name is Nick. I am chewing. Was chewing. Now I'm not. My name is Nick. I said that. And uh, I'm playing a lap hook. Lap hack. Sorry. Lap hack. Yeah. Well, hey, everyone. My name is Chris, and I am playing Cooper Jibin. And, and you know what? I, Derek, I, I do have a fun fact for you. It's not too fun for me, though. Or for Tyler, or for Chris here. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a sad. <laughs> is it at least fact. fun. Is it at least fun for me? No, mm-mm. no. It's gonna okay. it's gonna be this yeah. It's sad, gonna be a lot. So yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the, here's the fact. The fact is that there is another podcast out there that plays D and D that's pulling in apparently nine point six two six seven one two point sixteen million dollars a year. And my ro- I, I think I can speak for all of us when I say I want to renegotiate our royalties checks over here, bud. All right. <laughs> well, because <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not seeing any of that nine point six. Oh, sorry, yeah, nine point six million around. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I don't know what their numbers look like, <laughs> but I'm looking at our right now. And yeah. our one episode that is up currently has uh-huh. uh nine plays. So. Hey, we're is not a million, even allowed. Is that a million a pop? Is that what the, is that what Twitch we're not is allowed? <laughs> oh, you know, oh, we forgot to live stream it. That's what it was. Oh, that's what it was. Right, yeah, right. That's, I think that's what they're yeah. that's what they're doing these days. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that's the that's the fun fact to to date this episode. The Twitch people uh, rip off our out. actual play ideas and uh, they're making money and we're not. Yeah, basically, saying? they took our idea and now they're making close to 10 million dollars right and, uh, okay and that, yeah that's your fun fact for the day if you ever want to you know make 10 million bucks just do it six years ago with famous voice actors so oh right that does that does help yeah, yeah I, 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 checked, I checked my resume i haven't been in anything that people have seen so mm. yeah oh, that's okay that's, uh, that's that's that the... actually can't be true we made some films in high school I yeah, like I said, said, I, 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 said I, haven't, I haven't been films. in films. Like we've been in experimental <laughs> films. It just mean dumb school projects. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I haven't been in anything anybody's seen. Thankfully, no. that was all pre-internet because mm-hmm. I'm 46 yep. years old. And yeah, thank so. Christ. <laughs> yep, I'm not 46. 46. For, any, for anyone that could just hear my voice, I'm I'm 47. That's it. All right. <laughs> wow. uh, I'll be 50 next week. <laughs> I'll actually go ahead and let one of you guys take over on the recap too. And I have this weird feeling I already know who two of the guys are gonna peer pressure into making one of the guys do the recap because I can see them both turn on the camera because they're on one side and they're turning <laughs> to face the one guy. I don't know how, I don't know why. 
Tyler, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to twist your arm from across the state. I mean, people have <laughs> lives, and apparently I don't, so I remember things like that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, in the grand scheme of things, on the first no episode, lives, not that much production value, though, apparently. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> sure isn't oh. $9.6 million worth of life, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, so, on the first episode, we, as a group, were coming back from a successful scavenging mission to what I believe was the north of the city? Yeah, you were sure. north-west-ish, I believe. Gotcha. And on our way back, we discovered that there was some cultists trying to dig up some wreckage, find, trying to find something. We humbly introduced at least one of them to Lapak's fist, and he checked out for the evening. <laughs> And they all decided to then check the heck out of that situation, and we found ourselves a gas mask or gas canister that had the miasma in it, or some degree of the miasma in it, mm -hmm. that, that we were going to sell in addition to other things. But we also found, what do you call it, a, like a bracelet? Like a bangle? Some kind of jewelry. Something, something fancy that the cults were trying to dig up, but we instead took as our own. I feel like it was a pendant necklace or something. Or it was a bracelet. Mm -hmm. That's right. Bracelet. There we go. And so with our promptly deserved loot in hand, we decided to go meet our good old contact Saul in the city so that he could hook us up with the boss. And we decided to descend down or a hallway or some elevator to go meet the boss. And he was finishing up some business. And decided to talk to us aside, like any good businessman wanted us to know about some business he wanted us to do for him. And that involved going to what I believe to be an auction on one of the continents to, I believe, the upper right. It's the Verdant continent, right? Yeah, you guys are heading to Dofor. Dofor. I don't have the map in front of me, so I, I was just now trying to click through. I'm like, where is that? And so there's an auction that's going to have X number of items, or at least one primary item that we are aiming for, and we'll all be there, but specifically the boss wants us to try our hand at acquiring this item or items out of sight, out of mind, if we can pull that off. Yeah, essentially there are a lot of debts being rotated around by the boss, and because you guys are new free agents you are not recognizable or pinnable to him and so he wants you to go to this auction to either steal the lockbox at the end of the night or one of the auction off items in order to just have any sort of monetary gain from this auction and then hopefully you know shift some of these debts around there you go so you guys were just coming into the city at around sunset, so it's probably getting to nighttime-ish now, if not getting really dark. But you guys do have the rest of the night, and then however long it takes you, essentially, to figure out how you're going to get to Dofer. So you guys can use the city as your resource. You guys can, you know, call upon maybe some NPCs or try and investigate or head into some areas or, or whatever. I wanted to leave it open to you guys and your characters specifically, how you tried to find passage or a route or safety or, you know, however you want to go about it. Cool. So last I checked, we were more or less walking out of, or walking out of the elevator in the alley 
with the, all that news in tow, with all that information in tow. Yeah, you can. You guys can assume that you've been spat out into the city at this point, and the door has been shut behind you. Now that you have been entrusted with this mission, the sounds of the city begin to return. It's always kind of a dull roar of voices and various metallic objects moving, even some rushing winds from steam or jets or different things at different times. And you guys were nearby one of the the market areas. In when you had met up with Saul. So you guys are kind of in a ground floor alley in tucked away. Okay, so uh, I'm not sure if this was ever like, confirmed. Do we have magical rafts, as in vehicles? Specifically aero, or airplanes, or, or their equivalents of like air travel? I would say that if we, if you want to help define it, we could maybe get into that a little bit as far as kind of helping to world build a little bit. If you want to roll for it, we could maybe do that. But as far as probably you'd be aware, maybe they use balloons in various sure. places for scouting scouting reasons. Ooh, I like that. So like in my mind, like I picture the city as a almost like fantasy noir. That's that's like the image I have in my head. If it's not mm-hmm. that, it's not that. But for whatever reason, I whenever I I imagine a like a society as you've like mentioned, like a new like crimey sort of society, one mm-hmm. that always speaks noir to me. And whenever I think yeah. noir, I think of the time in which noir is set, and I usually think of like what not dirigibles, but just what do you call those? Yeah, uh, yeah, dirigible, a zeppelin, yeah. zeppelin. Thank kind you. Of, that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think of Zeppelins, and I wouldn't be surprised if those were a thing, but I'm not sure how dev- like technologically advanced this world is. It's just, I'm just trying to dial in that knowledge mm. as we play. Yeah, so I I think more magical or more technology. Yeah, like more more, it sounds like there's more of a uh, of a swing towards magical considering the miasma. Definitely. And as for technology, I mean, still it seems like this. This world is reeling from what the miasma did. So yeah, there's definitely this splice together combo right yeah, now. Sure. Basically, like people are kind of using magic to patch together what they don't really know the answers to, or things like that in technology. If that makes any sense. So I would say that maybe the technology for a zeppelin is around, but nobody has made one yet because it would probably be like a big war effort rather than transport kind of thing like for transport you might be able to find a different water or land-based travel or you know you might be able to find a grawlian caravan and ride their beasts or something to that degree across the water though right yes you will have to cross water so so it's not a lot the city the chunk of land that the city is on is meant to be kind of pretty close like english channel close okay so if you're a super duper athlete you could swim across it more than likely you're going to find a ferry or something some kind of small small travel or yeah some kind of short distance travel yeah and what's the time frame to get across again like when the option is like two or three days away yeah you know you know days is what you have and then we still need to figure out the thing we're gonna steal and like pace out the joint in that time. Yeah, we just scope things out. 
Yeah. So I think we could, the idea would be to get our affairs in order tonight, ship out tomorrow morning, and then scout, shake hands, meet people, get familiar, general, by tomorrow. Mm. If anything, like, let's get into the RP. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely is a great place for your characters to jump in. Oh, well, it seems like we have the boss's orders. It's a little bit early in the night. I think we can talk to a couple people to see what could get our foot across the water. Well, do you guys know anyone that uh, has done that before? I know a guy who knows a guy. Sure. He, uh, people coming in and He's not a ferryman, but he does have a good boat that can carry four people, himself included. Well, that sounds good to me. Unless you got somebody you know, Cooper. Nah, all I know is you, man. Um, unless we were to get back on, uh, where the fuck am I from? <laughs> a Castigian sub? <laughs> yeah, unless we wanted to get on a Castigian sub, they might do something nice for one of their order, but not promising it'd be really fast. I thought you was running from them. Eh, they don't have to know exactly who I am. That's a good answer. That's always a good way to keep it. Well, that would definitely be a more, I would say, Time efficient course, and my guy depends on whether he's on this side of the water or the other. I think if we can go down towards the northeast docks, we can maybe try to find him and then convince him to do a night run if we want to even go tonight. Mm. Well, I ain't got nothing holding me back here. Yeah, we could probably find like a Stygian merchant, like uh, not necessarily a big one part of the fleet. Like I'm sure there are ones that are just doing some trading in and out. Maybe we could hitch a ride. But our best chances will be at the docks. Catch a ride <laughs> with the scooter, man. Catch a boat. Catch a boat. <laughs> Catch a skiff. There we go. I believe, yeah, I believe the, the the docks to the north will probably, or the east, depending on how far we want to walk, will probably hold our best chances. So, uh, well, we got feet. Let's make some uh, distance. Sounds good, boss. Is the city big enough that a person who's been there a year can reliably like navigate it like at night or by foot? Or is is it typically is it or is it too big of a city? Like I almost want to say like if you live in New York, you know certain places in New York because New York is just so big. Is this like New York big, the city? No, I think I think you're definitely looking at something, I would say maybe you're looking more at a borough of New York, not necessarily the oh, entirety. Oh wow! Of oh okay. So that's big. One but of not... the lar- one of the larger ones. Yeah. Okay. So okay. But it's yeah, it's all packed in together. It's all residential and industrial right next to each other because they just kind of kept building on top of itself. Oh, so it's it's freaking Manhattan. Okay. Yeah, or <laughs> think super high fantasy version of Night City. Oh, okay. Never played that game. <laughs> it's it's good. I think people give it a lot of flack. It's got a lot of bugs, but you know, it's, it's, it's not worth bugs. the max. <laughs> it's not worth the max amount of money, but sure. All right, it's it's worth a shot. Then yeah, I, I at least these guys in tow. I'll start following street signs towards the northeast, wherever points docks. Okay. So I would say that if you know where these docks are, you would probably know that it's going to be a little bit of a trek outside of the city. So you would need basically just to clear your, clear yourselves out and then and then go. But within the city, 
unless the other two characters would like to try and get anything else done before you guys leave. I, I was kind of leaving the city open for you guys to be able to gather information or figure out whichever way you wanted to get to Dofer. Yeah, I was going to do a lot of my information seeking over in the docks because of people that would have information going there or coming from. There would be mm-hmm. them at the docks there. Or yeah. at least uh, at least the closest part of like the inner city next to said docks. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a bar, like you know, let's have a let's have a good dinner before we head out, more or less. Right. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. I figured like uh, we could learn about the auction fund, right? Also, is money like wishy washy in this game? Because it doesn't seem like there was a coin amount that we got upon character creation. Yeah, you guys don't have a coin amount. I would say that we could probably make a resource roll similar to I think Shadowrun has the resource roll rule oh, or something like yeah. that where you you're basically your character is worth so much either in money or clout and so then you roll that against the difficulty of retrieving whatever it is oh, you want to so get do you want to just say then like that's that's like a I would say it's an erudite role, probably. An erudite role, unless you have a specific way of getting it, like like if Laphack needs to go break some kneecaps in order to get some money. That I would imagine is a brute role, but I would say in general, just trying to rely on your money and your charm is probably going to be an erudite role. Gotcha. I like I like to think that I keep all my money in other people's pockets until I need yeah. to make a withdrawal. Basically, until he needs to make a withdrawal. <laughs> I can I, I can see it now. He's he's trying to Lapack is like episode one Rocky. That's what it is. <laughs> you mean <laughs> you mean when he's like a barely functioning kneecapper who's stalking yeah. some pet store employee for most <laughs> of the movie? Uh, and shake down people for money that they owe. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Rocky movies, but the first one's definitely a little. Uh... <laughs> it's dated right now. It's dated yeah. right now. Yeah, that's a good yeah. way of putting it. I was going to say, did you just reveal my entire backstory? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you, you, you one-punched a guy, so I mean, you're on your way. That's true. That's true. How'd you know about the pet store, though? <laughs> That's an oddly specific detail. <laughs> I mean, the food store. The, <laughs> the butcher's market. The place to buy pets where you can eat them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They don't call it a cat cafe for nothing. That's true. That's oh true. man, <laughs> that mm. got dark. <laughs> but yeah, Ugh. yeah. When we get close, I'll try to find a decent bar that we can sit down and you know chat up. Great. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and make your first erudite roll against the city, essentially, to just find a place that maybe you've been to before or something. All right. Trying to think if there's anything besides what might just play basic plus one that would apply to this. I mean, the only thing, like, this is a stretch, is that I have a lockpick, and depends on whether or not you would consider that a item that would grant me information to things, uh, into places that either, one, I've broken into, or or two, places that are nice that I've scoped out once in the before. Hmm. Interesting. Ooh. Why don't we just use your straight erudite role for now, and then maybe if you want to rely on your criminal background, we can add the lockpick as an option? Sure. Okay. All right. That is going to be a five, six. Is it six total? Okay. So you know, since you're walking in the direction of the docks anyway, yeah. that 
just the the general salt of the earth kind of people who are gonna risk getting out to the docks every day and then work there and then come back and want to drink so you know this salty crunchy bar called the red jackal oh sounds like a great place saucy that generally you know it's it's the last bar before you go out to go to the docks so it's exactly what it sounds like it's people either going in or out for that kind of job or people who work more in this industrial type area that it tends to have some more rough and tough customers which is probably why you've been here once or twice before maybe on your own or for Saul. sure all right i can dig it well gentlemen i think i might know a place it's a little bit more of a walk from even here but i think we have a good choice or of people that we can talk i mean they're coming home from the waters today they'll be saucing themselves up Probably a little bit more easy to get information out of them. Not that it wouldn't be readily available, assuming that we're not asking for too much. Sounds good. Well, I I don't think that's a bad idea. I could use a drink myself as well. Okay. Yeah, sure. So the... (laughs) Oh, you you can't drink. No, No. you know, no. No. There's a guy there. He's 21? Yeah, he's Uh just like, nah. (laughs) Let me see some ID, sir. I'm like, oh, oh, no one's ever asked me for that before. (laughs) (laughs) so the red jackal is definitely built to serve as far as it's pretty much metal (laughs) thin metal walls a couple of double doors that somebody built and then on the inside is lined with various knickknacks and things in order to try and make this feel more homey but at the same time you know appeal to some of the people who come here so you know there's like a life preserver on the wall and there's uh an anchor drawn somewhere you know things along those lines <laughs> oh, okay huh but you've got your pretty classic bar set up with a bar kind of wrapping around on the left okay just simple very long in order to accommodate as many people as possible and then there's like four tables evenly spread out in the inside of the bar that might seat six if you really got shoulder to shoulder uh, so it's not very full right now in a circular fashion you you see maybe a dozen people but only like two or three of them are hanging out at a time or in the same spot and then it's kind of sparsed here and there okay but you can definitely get a table if you need it and then the bartender seems to have already taken care of those who are here you recognize the bartender as a woman named Pierce, and Pierce is so named, it's her name in general, but her mutation actually shows as a growing of rose, uh, basically a bony growth on her head where hair would normally be. Nice, that makes sense. Oh, interesting. Cool. So I will give her a wave, assuming that she's has the presence of mind, and then I give her like a head tilt as I point to a table. Like, like, like gesturing to all three of us and then to the table. Yeah, she's not paying the most of attention. Like, she definitely saw that customers walked in and gave you a wave and is kind of, like, slowly realizing who is waving at her. But you're mostly dealt with or checked up and down quickly as you pass the double doors by the 
bouncer here who you only know by Hockney. Oh, is is his name Hockney, or do we know him? Is his name by Hockney? His name is Hockney, but okay, no, no nickname, no last name, just this big guy named Hockney. Cool, fair enough. And is he Grawlian? Nick, is he Grawlian? Laphack, is he Grawlian? Uh, I'm gonna turn. Uh, I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip this on you guys. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say. I'll say he is. And when when we come in, I'll give him like a little like it's like you know it's a little hand. It's like a little you know it's like like I'm dapping him up or something like that. You know, I'll yeah. kind of like I'll, I'll just. There's I'll, definitely <laughs> there's definitely this rock on rock sound as you guys oh, yeah. dap. <laughs> I'll just I'll just come in and then I give him like a side shoulder. You know? Yeah, it's definitely like, the most bro greeting. Like yeah. it's a it's a full on Grawlian dap into into predator <laughs> handshake into shoulder tap. Yeah, yeah. It's like I could kill you. I could kill you. Hey, buddy. Yeah, hey, if we got into a fight, like technically we're showing each other how much we can muscle each other, but at the same time we're being bros. <laughs> uh, you're my bro, right, bro? Right, bro. Like, right, bro. <laughs> bro. Bro. <laughs> Hockney, oh, I wonder man. if he has some me. So Laphack, have you dealt with Hockney before, or is this just a Grawlian handshake that everyone knows? I'll say that I'm like familiar with him, but then it's pretty much a Grawlian handshake. It's like something that we grew up, you know, like doing in school and stuff like that. It's a pretty common, like, you know, Grawlian greeting. Okay. But I, I do also know him in particular, but not just because he's Grawlian, you know, it's like I, I just know the guy, you know, it's like, sure. There's some history there. Yeah. Not all Grawlians know each other, but like kneecapper knee to kneecapper. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, like I'll, I'll say that I, I met him here, you know, not here at the at his job, but like I met him here and was like, hey, you know, you and me, buddy. Yeah, look at us. Mm. I can see your head above all these other tiny <laughs> all these other jabronis. You uh, you handled one kneecap while he handled the other one. Same right, guy. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, we were like just annihilating. You guys both showed up to the same house with a pipe and went, hey! hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working here! <laughs> anyway, so I guess to further elaborate on that relationship with Hockney and your relationship with your partners, I suppose, is does Hockney and by extension your, your compatriots, do they know that you're a Grawlian exile? Or do they just know that you're Grawlian? Mm, I'm going to say that they... Uh, we do. Actually, we do be you based do? on his conversation. Yeah, we know you're a Grawlian exile based on your conversation with the boss. Oh, I guess previously, had you guys known that, that's oh, okay. a better. It's probably that's a better right. way of framing it. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Then yes, I, I'll say I'll say sure. That I told these guys. I, I like just I think for my character, I'll say that I probably didn't get into very many like very much detail, but sure that that they're aware of it. Okay, but like th- that's probably it. Like they're probably like, oh yes, he is a Grawlian exile. I don't know what that means or why, but <laughs> I don't but know why he's in exile. He's our it's muscle, prob- so it's probably no, murder. I was gonna say that's exactly the way Adrian approached that. <clears throat> like you're trying to do business, and you know you're doing business with me. Yeah, don't yeah. stab me. I won't stab you. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'll say like we. I say like at that moment, some moment in the past where we all had like a big heart to heart, and like that was as much heart as I gave to you guys. You know, you guys are like, oh man, my wife left me, but I love. I was in true love with her, and then for me, I'm just like, um. I was exiled from Grolia. They're like, oh. Oh. Is that so? Thanks. <laughs> I hang from the ceiling when I sleep. <laughs> Get fat. <laughs> okay, so you guys go ahead and find yourself table, I would imagine. Yep. And uh, Pierce. We'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a corner booth for what it's worth. Okay. 
no problem. I, I'd imagine that's easy enough to do. Or at the very least, something that you can keep at least one of your guys' back to a wall. That's true. Yeah. Is probably easy enough. But Pierce does walk over to you guys and kind of just puts a, a small hand towel down onto the table with a small flap and kind of pretends to bus for a moment before taking a look at you guys. And So, what can I do for you? I haven't seen your face around here much. Are we tight with Pierce? Like, is this somewhere that Adrian frequents? Or is it just like the... It's apparently a place that Adrian has gone to enough times to gather information. Mm. Whether or not he has a great standing with Pierce is probably still a little in the air right now. Okay. I'm going to say this right now. Every time that I come here and she serves my table or just myself, I give her a lie that's clearly a lie. Gotcha. It is a wonderful evening to see you again, Pierce. I would like to have my mates and I be given some good drink tonight, and uh, we're all celebrating. I'm going to be getting married here soon. I won't react at all. I'll just I'll just smile. You can't see my smile. I'm smiling in real life. <laughs> <laughs> see my smile. This is like an idiot. I'm just smiling. And- <laughs> just smiling into a camera. Hey, 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 hey. Pierce gives you a smile back and and she begins to to walk away and just says, Cha, the last time you used that excuse, I almost got hit I almost got shot. <laughs> and she uh she goes away for a moment and eventually comes back with a few glasses of just whatever the red jackal has. They don't she didn't ask. She doesn't care. She's Yeah, well, you didn't. And I'm I'm hurt. I thought you would believe me. Uh, after all, I'm going to be going to Dofer for my my honeymoon, and I'm trying to feel out the place, see if there's anybody around here that knows a thing or two about Dofer. Well, tell me. If you're really telling the truth, what's her name? And she and she looks at you real expectantly. <laughs> Jasmine. You know I set the bar too low. <laughs> and she, she kind of gives herself a little, like, uh, <laughs> and when she comes back within earshot of you guys she actually does take a seat at your table seeing that everyone else seems to be satisfied for the most part right now but she gives you guys a look over and says well how swift are you going on this honeymoon oh we're we're... oh he'll be going plenty swift (laughs) (laughs) you even hear (laughs) as hockney's in the back (laughs) just If Quick gets the job done, it's worth doing. Am I wrong? It's not what she said. Who's she? (coughs) 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 Well, Lapak has definitely had sex before. (laughs) 100% sex happen. 100% sex happen. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, three out of ten chefs agree. (laughs) Four out of five dentists. (laughs) We were jumping the gun a little bit, and I was thinking, if it's possible, I was trying to find my way to Dofer tonight at the latest the morning. Well, if it's speed you're after, I suppose uh, you could find yourself a Castigian captain who's willing to leave as soon as possible and fly under the radar, or a hawk. Hawkney! And she turns and Hawk makes his way over and he, you can kind of see he even turns his head back and forth real quick just to kind of make sure that the bar is 
being managed for the most part while you guys are talking. But he comes over and he's like, uh, yeah, boss, what do you need? And Pierce looks at him and gives him a, a quick pat on the arm, unlike just the side of this, the big meaty side of his arm. Hockney, is, is there a clan going by sometime soon? And Hockney shakes his head and says, I don't rightly know, ma'am. I haven't been part of a of a caravan clan in a long time. I like the city more. And she she smiles and she says, Oh, me too. Don't don't worry, sweetie. And she gives him a bit of a nod so that he can go back to his post. And she says, There may be a clan. Their beasts do move quick. That's probably the best I can get you, other than again trying to find a, a captain who could work quickly, just discreetly. Discreetly is a is a choice that I like, and by fortune we do have a man here who is uh, from the Castigian lands, so that adds that as a, a option I want to take. Well, unless these fellows have anything else you want to say, not looks at my two gentlemen here. Does it have any uh, Castigian captains made their way through the Red Jackal recently? Hmm. Pierce gives it a thought for a moment. Moment. I believe there might be someone waiting at the docks. For a moment, I believe his name is Claiborne, Captain Claiborne. It's smaller Castigian sub, if you catch my meaning, but should be safe enough. Captain Claiborne. Well, if it's anything I've learned from uh, Lapak, is that small gets it done, right? <laughs> I, um... Uh... Lapak's all red in the face? I think it's time we go. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to look as you know as tough as I can. Well, uh, well, yeah, we gotta oh, get out of here. Right? Calibrations now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is a uh, very kind of you to take your time away from your busy business, Pierce. And it's always a pleasure coming around here. You she gives you today. a waggle of a finger and says, "Now, don't start with that again. You've got too nice of a face." And she uh, she reaches into her corset and pulls out what appears to be a coin made of copper. And she slides it to you, Cooper. Oh. And she says, give this to the captain when you see him. It should help you along. And when you look at it, it is a Castigian piece. This is just a currency that really just means that only holds value if you know what it means kind of thing. Like it could be any token, if that makes any sense, but it's just sort of the burden that you have. And so this will give you additional erudite when talking to Castigian individuals or bartering with the coin or whatever. So essentially this will go into your item as a specific. Nice. Just Castigian piece of currency. Okay, so is it sort of like the John Wick coins, almost? I wouldn't say quite as damning, there you go. but something to that degree. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, or even just, you know. Okay, cool. All right. Just like we're homies. I have clout with Castigian people. Here, take this. Like, sort of just like, it, it works like currency, essentially. But this will be an item that you can carry and use, essentially. Oh, all right. But it's traded. Like it's it's not it's not like a badge. It's like a currency. So you trade it. It may it may through the story be traded at some point. If that, I don't know if that makes sense. But uh, okay. Well, is it like a, more of a membership card kind of deal? You just show it. You're a VIP, or 
Is it uh, actually something we pay with? So I guess we'll figure it out. I would say it depends on the token. Uh, to separate that one and you probably being Castigian recognize that what you're holding is not a very big token. Mm. We'll say it's like a real life what is it like mass piece of black card or whatever. <laughs> what you can just Master spend black spend card. with confidence where you're like, fine. People, he has money you, for sure. Yeah, you just like show you just show it to people and like ah, <laughs> they got money. They got they got money. Yeah. We'll just put it on someone's tab somewhere. Pierce goes ahead and leads you at this point uh, in order to continue tending her business. Uh, I definitely enjoy my drink then. But she is there as a contact in the Red Jackal now. That is a specific thing. <laughs> oh, see, right. gentlemen, not always telling the truth can get you a long, long ways. Well, then I should be a lot farther along than I am now. Yeah, you're here with me. <laughs> well, I'll count myself lucky then. <laughs> Unless we get any other looky-loos at us i'm i'm content to enjoy the rest of my drink and then okay saddle myself on out of here i guess i'll i'll blast the rest <laughs> of my back and... <laughs> ready whenever you are <laughs> i don't know how to do a hiccup sound but that's my hiccup sound <laughs> uh, while we're finishing our drinks can i just listen around and see if anyone's talking about the option yeah go ahead and like, uh, i'll say that this will be numbers. a skulker roll since i'd imagine you're kind of purposely not trying to draw attention to yourself i mean unless you aren't in which case i'd let you i'd let you use erudite oh, just sure. to like gather information but it might draw more attention down the line <laughs> if you don't succeed sure uh, i guess like uh i'm just okay kind of just like uh looking trying to look really normal yeah i conversate Uh, casually i have a hello fellow sailors (laughs) the ocean (laughs) what's up my fellow boat boys boat (laughs) boys man that is the one way to oust yourself so (laughs) i too like masts i'll have your finest swimming (laughs) salt water am i right off of your finest salt water. Uh, 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 so what's your uh, what's your roll, bud? Anchor uh, five plus one. Uh, I'm at six. Okay, so I'm gonna say that that is a fail, and you find that they're the salty, okay. tough as nails individuals who are coming through here are a little bit more focused on either their own conversations or in the middle of a story that they're telling and don't want to hear whatever it is you're talking about. Plus, in your simple Castigian robe, I'd imagine you stick out a little bit as kind of a weirdo. Uh, okay. So people just seem standoffish in general, I would say. Got it. So you guys are going to take off at night to the docks and try and get there to meet this captain, or are you guys going to wait? Yeah. I mean... No time to be wasted. I mean, we can always find a place to sleep over there. Okay. As you make your way out, you essentially, given the society that you guys are in right now, you kind of have to prove that you can go outside, more or less, at least if you're within the city. So to a guard, you would be showing paperwork for a mission or something to that degree. Uh, can we pass them by a means of sneaking? Aren't they like an official team with the Adventures Guild? Or is that like just not... Yeah, I would 
I would say it could be done sneaky if you want to. Uh, if you want to try and go through the official channels, I would say that that's all right as well. I would say it's the difference between one of you making a skulker roll versus one of you making an erudite roll. I mean, if we need to make a skulker roll, don't look at me. Not anymore. Not I'm, in this I, game. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I keep forgetting I'm not super skulking <laughs> man 5000 over here. I'm just medium skulk. I've got one skulk. Um, I, I mean, I would say like we're we're kind of on official business, so. Do, do we have like, paperwork essentially, or do we have like medallions or something? I forget if, there, if we have like that type of stuff. We didn't really go over it. I would say that there's probably an adventurer's guild license, maybe that you guys are carrying around. But they they'll probably ask questions and try to make paperwork for the mission. I mean, yeah, that's the one thing is that as we're walking that way. So, gentlemen, how are we going to? find ourselves more into the docks granted there's they have their postmen up so they're gonna probably ask questions and that's gonna complicate things i personally don't mind stepping off the beaten path and meandering around them but if we want to talk to them they're gonna probably ask for all the boring paperwork and try to identify why the hell we're trying to get off island out of the city at this hour Unless you guys have any good plans or any good ways of spinning what we're going to be doing. Well, I thought you were just going to see our good friend, Captain Claiborne, share a bottle. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure about you, but I carry no bottle on me at the moment. It would be awkward, I imagine, for the guards to look at us and say, why are you going to see a captain when he might be coming in for a drink at the end of a long day? You can just wait. But we can try our hand at it. I can try to do my word magic. Yeah, also find me like swimming in or something. Yeah, fair enough. If anything, we could always well and say that we are off to do do fur to partake of the scenery as well as meet some clients. That sounds about right for me. If anyone can spin a tale, I'd say it would be you. Oh, if we find ourselves in that kind of a bind. True. I mean, after all, I am getting married. <laughs> to what a beautiful bride she is. Oh, Jasmine, my Jasmine. <laughs> All right. Guess we should do this the right way as much as I don't want to. Here we are. Here we go. Walk my way until I see people that would say don't walk anymore. Yeah, you make your way to and, uh... one of the many gates that leads to the city. There's a lot of defensible areas along the along the way. So there are a lot of different guard posts, essentially, where it's just check in, check out kind of deal. But you start heading to this guard house it's it's probably big enough to fit like a small waiting room if that makes any sense like a doctor's waiting room size amount of people but one of from one of the open windows you can hear the sound of music there is a wind instrument being played oh uh a singular yeah you can hear the singular tinny notes of a of a wind instrument as you make your way closer. Gotcha. So is the guard, is it just like a little guard shack, like a little one sitting room type of thing with glass windows, or is it like elevated? No, it's it. It's not elevated, but it is a, it's more of a, a long building that is cut by this, by the gate or wall in order to, in order to kind of sift people in or out or, you know, open the gates. All right. So more like a more like a border checkpoint almost, I guess. Gotcha. Or a TSA checkpoint. 
Less fingering, maybe. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I said maybe. All right. Well, let's uh, knock on the door. And uh, I'll take my cane and wrap a little bit on the side of the, the building. There's a pause in the music for a second. As I would say that you're standing close enough to the door to hear keys jingle and some footsteps. But someone does make their way to the door and unlocks it. And behind the door, you see a stockier gentleman, darker skin, darker hair, and is holding their flute-like instrument. It seems to be a little bit smaller and almost rectangular, but it kind of has the similar. It kind of has a similar structure. But he takes a look at all of you and just kind of starts with the rigmarole that he's supposed to, and just says. Uh, business or pleasure, and then kind of like starts walking his way back to his desk as if this kind of just takes up a bit of his time and he doesn't enjoy it. Timely business. Very, de- very cut, dry tone immediately. Hey, business, location, paperwork. I get out my license immediately and I say doper. Okay. And he looks down and looks at you. He looks down again. He covers the card for a second and says, name? Adrian. He kind of like lifts his hand where, like like a poker player so that he can kind of like block it, but still look at the card and then looks at you and says, you don't have any paperwork for this mission if this is a sanctioned Adventurer's Guild mission. It's not. It's to save a life that's been specifically requested by certain individuals. There's somebody who's being held captive over in Dofer and we're trying to be subtle about it. That's why we're here at the night. Okay, I would say this is probably where you'll make your skulker roll to convince this guy, essentially. All right, roll. That's a four and a six, so ten plus two, twelve. Okay, he takes a he takes a look at you again, looks down, looks at your two companions, sees that you don't have a cart, and you guys do appear as if you're traveling light, and nods and says, "I can I can clear this up and make a copy with the guild, right? I don't need to." This is an emergency. It's for it's life and death. And he he kind of like really gives you the up and down. Life is death. Is it what it is exactly, sir? All right. All of you hand over your weapons as you make your way through the check, and I'll hand them back to you. And on the other side, my item is a Nanothian cane sword. So it's a fancy looking cane, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he take a look at that as it as but like as if it's a weapon or I would say with the skulker roll that you got just now he's he's more than willing to let this slide cool. so it's more so just checking in pack with his wrench cuz I don't think anyone else actually has a weapon weapon Darren, I don't know if it's like Cooper does have a weapon going through a metal detector I don't I don't know Coop what do you do you have a weapon of some kind I have a lantern oh weapon of death <laughs> I have a lantern <laughs> Just shooting out, when you say it that shooting way. out fireballs like this is Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Alright, so he he checks your guys' items. Laphack, if you hand over the wrench, he, he just kind of like slides it, walks over to the other side and kind of hands it to you again on the other side, more or less. Like, he, he definitely seems like this is just a formality. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, sure. So with that, the Skulker check is more than enough for you guys to go ahead and get past, and you guys would just be out in the wide open. Cool. Then I'm going to carry on my wayward son. (laughs) All right. So why don't one of you guys in the lead 
or whoever wants to go ahead and make the lead, make a skulker or erudite roll as you lead the way. Do you want to take that one, Chris? Or Nick? I, I, mean, I was going to say, I can make a skulker roll, but it's a, you know, what, whatever, however. Is there is there like an eight another? Like we all make the same roll and take the better one or whatever it is? I don't know. Right. So I've kind of I was kind of just trying to keep it rolling on on one person kind of taking the lead. But if you guys want to, we could do it that way. It might just slow down rolling a little bit. Only reason why I suggested Chris is because he's Castigian. He knows the type of yeah. ship that we would be looking for. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I think like, at that Sounds point I would me. probably walk through and I could probably recognize like the vessels. Yeah. Or just like something that's flying Castigian flags. Okay. Very cool. So why don't you go ahead and make a skulker or erudite roll? Uh it's all the same for me. Okay. I have a five plus two plus one is eight. All right. Oh. So you guys begin to make your way. It is it is dark. So you guys kind of have to travel a bit slow. You know, any Big lantern. Yeah. Uh any any sound is kind of just like stop, check, make sure that everything's okay, that kind of thing. Or like if you guys start getting a little bit too close to a miasma cloud, it's kind of like oh, we have to figure out a way up or down or whatever until we get around it. Oh, so this stuff is just still like rolling on the edges of the city, right? It's it's everywhere in pockets here or there, but it's way oh. less dangerous. Like you're really only gonna find major, like dangerous pockets of this stuff inside, more or less. So like caves inside older abandoned buildings, things along those lines. Stuff that would Dying. not have as much air exposure. Mm. Makes sense. But Coop, why don't you go ahead and I know it's not part of this system. So if you need to Google it real quick, go ahead and do that. But why don't you go ahead and roll a D one hundred? Oh. D one hundred. Yeah. Roll one D one hundred. You can just roll a D uh, D ten ten times. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know, know like that's that's how you roll a D one hundred. Wow, I don't see why not. I mean, come on, come on, come on. Forget about it. D one hundred. Oh, I have to press stop. Eighty one. You have to press stop. <laughs> uh, I ended up at rolladay.net, and you press start and stop. Okay. I mean. So you guys begin to make your way along, and what you originally took for just maybe a large plume of miasma in the middle of your path, as you get closer, you realize is uh, stormy clouds that are slowly starting to build closer and closer to the coast. In a sub, this might not make too big of a difference. I don't really know anything about ocean travel, or especially sub travel, so <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say I know what a storm will do, but this does kind of slow your your path a little bit as you as you make your way in the rain the rest of the travel to the docks but after a few hours time you do find the other lanterns swinging in the wind and the rain for hunter's harbor which you know to be the northeasternish port that you were looking for we are. a lot of this very similar to the red jackal has a I don't want to say ramshackle feel to it, but it's a lot of like the metal left from boats or shipping crates being used to create structures into a wooden one, like long wooden pier or probably a couple long wooden piers that have a couple of boats sprinkled here or there that you can see. Why don't one of you make an erudite roll 
as you're approaching. Uh, not me. Uh, should I just keep going if I'm leaving? You can, yeah, you can go ahead. All right. Five plus four is nine, plus one erudite is ten. And I guess I would have my lantern. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty much guiding the way. He's a, he has the uh, light source. Yeah. I would say yeah, that that's, so like, that's fair. That's 11. Okay. Yeah. So you, you very quickly duck your way into the town. There's a bit of a gate, but they, they let you in quickly. You know, you're the only lantern in the distance. So you definitely don't really seem like much of a threat or anything. Like we come. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys duck in and manage to find your heads under some awnings real quick to kind of keep yourselves out of the rain. Your long, all of your long coats or various ponchos or robes are doing their best, but you can kind of still feel in your bones that you're getting colder and colder. Now that you are closer to the piers and using your lantern to kind of look around, I will say that you do notice a a submarine type ship that's that's bobbing just at the end of the end of the docks. You don't know where the captain is necessarily, but you at least know that he's still here. Okay. Uh, well, uh, looks like this could be our Captain Claiborne's vessel. Like I'll just uh, you guys up. I certainly hope so. This was much farther a walk than I thought it was, and. The rain falling in the sky is not making my situation any better. I'll be completely honest with you, I'm I'm pretty tired. We made a choice, but it's either that or get our uh, faces rearranged by the boss, which I'm not too fond of. <laughs> I feel, again, being there earlier gives us more time to operate in the, in the auction area. Forgive me. This time. <laughs> I appreciate you, Lopak. So, do we want to, like, tell them right now or wait for the morning? We're leading towards them, just meeting up in the late night let's see if we can convince the good captain if we can if we can if we can't well, we, we'll find a shack to sleep in for the night and hopefully catch him in the morning or whatever his timetable is we're here we walked we walked all this distance so might as well give it a shot it just depends on how much you guys want to convince him <laughs> do we need him for this voyage or i was about to ask can you can you pilot a submarine koopa if we wanted well, to, uh, like, a stage a coup and um, well, come near this vessel? I believe it's called a mutiny on a ship. <laughs> <laughs> I should be able to try. There, there was a half joke in there, but if it, if you were fully capable, like, could you do it? <laughs> uh, well, so I'll kind of look at you and be like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know how to... I probably have, like, a good knowledge of, like, the workings of a ship. Like, I grew up, uh, or, like, my mom was a mechanic. Oh, whatever, and then I'm sure Lapak knows a thing or two around like vehicles in general. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know me as a caravan drifter. Uh, <laughs> as a as a as a garage drinker. <laughs> as a caravan. Uh, and then this is where I would go to show you my monkey wrench, which just infers that I know things, but but I don't have it, so. <laughs> I'll just I'll just like pantomime towards it and then I'll remember I don't have it. No, you would you would have it. That you, you would have, have it. Oh, that's true. Oh, you would have gotten oh, it at the oh, end I of the check. I, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. It's basically, uh, yeah, so you just can't walk through the building with weapons, more or less. Well, I mean, then sure. then they need to you know, update their rules. <laughs> yeah, they need to fix their shit. That's what they need to do. Gotcha. Right now, I'll tell you that right now. 
So it doesn't look like a thing that we could pilot if worst came to worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say you might need to get a little closer to figure that out. (laughs) I'd say you might need to do a little bit more of an investigation to figure that out. But it is. I feel like from the size of the ship. It is a very small vessel. From, From what you can tell, yeah, it's probably like max crew is might be a dozen people might all right a lot of, that's a lot of people to kill yeah. when this goes wrong. <laughs> I'll, I'll just kind of like well oh, well okay i'm not actually gonna do it but you know it just i got i gotta let them know yeah, we don't have to kill them we could throw them overboard it's back there yeah all you gotta do uh, yeah. is just stop them from doing what they're trying to do that you don't want them to do no you don't have to do it all at once to do it one at a time what's what? I why you do that? <laughs> Ever play the game Whack a Mole? What's a mole? <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind that. That, 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 that was lost. Damn. We call it Wampa Peasant. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll go over to. Is like the hatch open or do, like? Uh, are is it as up? there is like, a light nearby. But it's not necessarily one that the captain put out. It's just something. It's just a light at the end of the dock, more or less. But if you guys go ahead and investigate and kind of get closer, it is shut. But it is a simple like bathysphere style hatch on the top of this thing. So the twisty open. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it have a doorbell? <laughs> I, I don't it's, know. Does it's it? Big, it's big and hollow. <laughs> I had a nickel for every time I. <laughs> you were big and hollow. Yeah. Oh. So we definitely didn't see anybody like going onto this pier. No, it's it's pretty dead right now. Okay. It's it's the middle of the night. It's like you know one o'clock or whatever, one two in the morning. Oh, yeah. Jeez, wow. really? Like, uh, wow. We can say like, like definitely asleep. That much... Wow. Fuck. We're gonna be pissing off some people. <laughs> I mean, luckily, the only oh. two people you guys have bugged have been two gatekeepers who are have to be awake anyway. So, <laughs> is it could bored? Be, could be worse. I'm probably still bugging. We could just cut the cut the rope and hop on the top. Just let it start <laughs> Let it drift to sea. Yeah, jokes on you, Derek. This is a pirate campaign now. No, 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 Gotta stop singing the fucking song. Yeah. I Hans don't, Zimmer, don't, copyrights, don't. Disney. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lawsuit, huh? I'm going to take you to prison. <laughs> Your property? No, it's like, like my prison property. Food. <laughs> Happiest place on earth. <laughs> We're going to get so many more lessons. <laughs> yeah. <solid stuff>. yeah. <laughs> up in these hot takes on Disney. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh. Nope, you're not here. If you're here on Disneyland, you're not dead until you're up <laughs> Oh boy. True. No, they don't. They don't declare anybody Nobody dead. Dies Nobody dies in Disneyland. Disneyland. They only declare you dead. I mean, if we're also on Disney, pro- Disney purposes. fun facts. Another fun Ooh. fact is they'll usually they have such good surveillance that they'll usually let you steal up to the amount of a felony so that they can actually detain you before they. <laughs> oh before my they god. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, I was, I was in the worst way. Oh yeah, I was, I was told that on. Everyone just has this dollar count of stolen yeah. material like, on them, and that's the thing. Everyone's got this number above their head. It's, it's like not, they're a sim or some shit. It's not hard, especially when you're in, you know, freaking Disneyland and a shirt's ninety five dollars. Shirt, yeah. 
It's like that, you're going to jail. It's like homie took a shirt and a corn dog. He's going to prison forever. Like, but I was I was told that you know in high school grad night they're like don't steal anything because you know they're watching and they'll they'll wait till it's a <laughs> felony and I'm like what? Like who would think that? But they would I guess. You know instead of hiring more people, people do that. <laughs> not Papa. make it big brother. <laughs> I was like not Papa Walt. He's a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he hasn't done that for a hot while. Uh, That's his fair. Sentence. That's fair. Yeah, Walt would be cool with me stealing the shirt. I know. <laughs> Walt would be cool with me having a corn dog. I watched. I watched a documentary on him once. All right, take it easy over there, boss. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, I'm not sure how you're all feeling. And granted, I, and I almost feel like I'm doubling back on what I said earlier. There, there's only so much words can do if. If you piss off a sailor, you are marked for life and death. I feel if we knock on their door right now, we're going to have so much. Oh, I don't even want to think. Let's retreat for the night, rest ourselves up a good six hours, and come back out here. Uh, If anything, I'll wake up a little bit early and keep an eye on the dock. Make sure this thing doesn't float away without us. You you guys have done good footwork, and I don't want to get us into any more trouble. Yeah, I guess I was imagining we just like walked for like 15, 20 minutes to the docks. It's just like, oh yeah, they're they're in eyesight. I'm like, oh man, we went on a journey. I thought it was a lot closer. <laughs> no, I did not just, know it was this, this far was gonna away. be I think at shortest this would probably be, you know, a couple hours, a few hours of a trek, and then you guys got slowed down by rain, essentially. Oh, this is fine. On a random that encounter table. Yeah, at that point, if there's anything that was on the path in terms of like an a tavern slash inn that we can just even just stack up in for the night, like just like tracing our steps backwards, more or less. To yeah, why don't you go ahead and make an erudite roll as you investigate the Hunter's Harbor? So three and a three, so that'll be a erudite one seven. I use my lantern. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> it's tough. It's late, it's already dark, people are generally a bit more untrustworthy these days, just because of kind of how the world operates, you know, close to the chest. So it's it's tough, but you do eventually find an abandoned building that you guys are able to harbor yourselves in for now. I would say the bad weather and just the way that you lost the roll, essentially, you guys will all take one health point of damage. Just from the bad weather and shitty sleep. Uh, okay. I don't know what my max HP was. Now that I think we're all dead. Oh, okay. That's easy. So now my current HP? Unless you put points into it, which I don't think anybody nope. did. Why would I do that? That doesn't make any sense. That's dumb. That's what... That's what. That's Well, you can also increase your inventory size instead. You can. Way better. Way better use of it. Oh. So I am in nine. No. Classic, classic role-playing game. Screen goes black. You guys rest for a little bit. You guys don't heal, unfortunately. <laughs> but you guys start to kind of move around 6, 7 o'clock, like you had said. Adrian, is there anything that you would like to try and get done? You you mentioned trying to get up a little bit earlier, possibly. Yeah, I want to go back down. Uh, is this just a, a one-story yeah. building? Yeah, this is this is more or less okay. just a, a shack that no one is using, or like a shed that no sure. one is using. So at so this is called the Hunter's Harbor. Along our way here, or maybe in eyesight now that it's de- turning into dawn, is there like a inn slash tavern that would be 
a place for people to go, you know, call it a night. Let's go ahead and make a separate erudite roll. Sure. Two and a six, that's going to be eight plus one nine. Yeah, there, there's one and exactly one. And you find it almost immediately from the smell of cooking fish. Sure. You head over and you see that this is sort of just kind of one stall that runs along the sand near one of the docks, but not necessarily on the dock. And you look up to see the Merciful Oyster. The Merciful Oyster. Merciful Oyster. This is just kind of a foodie place. It's not necessarily a place to like stay, stay, but it is a place with seating where you would buy food or yeah, as you're as you're making your way. Cool. I'm definitely gonna step in and give a peek, a look around. The other two are. I, I said I was gonna get up early, so I'll get some food for myself and food for them. Okay. And if there's anybody that's you know up chatting around, having coffee, I mean, I'll I'll ask around for Captain Claiborne. Yeah, there's definitely quite a few people kind of out and about. You see, you know, kind of the early fishers are either making their way back or or the late fishers are getting something to drink before they leave. But there's a def there's definitely a good handful of of individuals here. A happy kind of humming to themselves individual behind the counter seems to just be behind plumes and plumes of smoke just from having a bunch of different uh, fillets on a large uh, iron piece, more or less, that he's cooking on. Mm, good. So you you ask around for Claiborne? Yeah. Okay. The individual that you are getting food from tells you that they don't necessarily know anyone by the name of Claiborne, but if you're looking for a Castigian captain, there yep. was a sub that rolled in the night before and hadn't really had any business yet. So that that sticks out more more so. Yeah, that's that is exactly what we were we came in last night to see if we can make word with the captain, but his vessel was sealed, and I doubt that his people wanted to be awoken in the middle of the night. So we we declared that we were going to call it a night and get a good early start. So if that's the one option we got, I appreciate the the point in the right direction. The cook nods, and, and you can see with his three arms, he's kind of skewering different fillets onto some sticks and then kind of begins to layer them a little bit for you and, you know, just kind of politely, you know, hey, you want this wrapped? Kind of, you know, like, because since you seem to be taking it away. Yeah, please. I want it to maintain a little bit of warmth before I can get it to my friends. Yeah, no problem. And he kind of like puts it in some paper real quick and hands it to you. It's a little on the greasy side, but it at least keeps it covered until until you get back and good luck with whatever it is you're doing. All right. Thanks, chef. Have a good rest of your day. And you see two hands go up to his forehead and he Kind of gives you a bit of a salute. Uh, yeah, I bring food back to the guys. And from our shack point, did we see the pier? Yeah, yeah. I would say from where you guys are, you can use it kind of as a stakeout area. Okay. I don't know how sailors live their lives, especially ones that live on subs. I'm not sure what they're... If they, uh, I imagine they have a clock. They're not sure when they would usually wake up. Or looking at... Well, yeah, perfect. So when I come back, <laughs> sorry, I have to talk to myself in order to get. No, it's all good. I'm glad that you came to the conclusion that you should probably RP this rather than rather than just ask me. So when I get back, I slap these two on the the knees and offer up one of the skewers each. Morning, gentlemen. Hopefully, 
You were able to get a little bit more shut eye than myself. Martin Bass? It was okay. Better than nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to paying our way onto this ship and then doing nothing else for the duration of the ride. At least try to get some get some rest in between. Granted, not my brightest idea. I did not know the weather was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to be this long. And two, three, Adrian stares his hand as he's bringing up these numbers. And it's just... <laughs> oh, never mind, I'm going to stop talking up until right now. When do people usually wake up on a submarine? Uh, or is it all times a day, somebody's up and somebody's down? Like, how does that work? How do you even tell what day, time of day it is on those things? Well, I don't know if I've ever been on one. This is something that Cooper should know. <laughs> so I'd imagine that kind of like, it's either uh, some kind of magitechnic or some kind of magical thing. Or like, I'm imagining for Cooper, who's like part of like the kind of the plant nunnery or the monastery or whatever there might be some kind of plant that's on kind of like some kind of cycle or mm-hmm. uh, like the moss grows and glows at different times of the day but kind of like for the wider castigian there what would they do i was gonna say that moss keeps or that the the plant life thing keeps on coming through with the castigian culture and their their subnautical culture and that alone was actually really freaking cool so they they grow moss for one purpose of having periods of time in which it's bright to signify it's like oh it's daytime above or it, it, it dims over the course of the day and then oh that's I really like cool that. actually yeah I, this is, uh, I, those like, I don't know maybe like we're using too many mosses but i'm sure there's like maybe like a Effort moss more of our fucking moss effort <laughs> <laughs> moss another i moss. think that's gonna be the new slogan put that on a shirt but don't take that from us you goddamn bot yeah what, that you're it's listening from i don't know Craig, is, is there a shirt bot? Oh, or just yeah. have a bot? Just <laughs> stupid ideas. No, but I I have a weird sh- feeling that they're yeah, Reddit bot. It's a Twitter bot. So people oh, people would yeah, post like their art on Twitter, and then in the comments, be like, "Somebody should so we put that on a shirt." And then some algorithm bot will see that and t- copy the picture and immediately put it on a shirt to be sold somewhere else. Nice. There you go. There you go. Commerce. Um, well, let's say it's like a flower and like, yeah, some kind of flower and then uh, like the colors change at the different some times kind of, of the day. Sunflower. Sunflower. Yeah. <laughs> it's either, yeah, either the petals change color depending on the time of day or maybe there's like a, I don't want to say like it blooms and shutters up. Like It could. There, yeah. there, are, there are flowers uh, that do that. hour cycle. Bloom and unbloom. Yeah, on the daily, yeah, kind of without outside stimulus. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'm imagining there's like other plants that kind of like uh, react to the depth. It could get like a... so you've got a yeah. time plant and a barometer plant. Yeah, you that's know nice. what? Like, that's I'm liking this culture more and more as time goes on. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just moss. gonna leave. I'm gonna leave and join moss. the moss people. Forget this moss. Yeah. I don't want to kill anymore. I just want to be a plant. <laughs> some some mycology druid I'm just went man. to the ocean and be like, "Oh, it makes sense." <laughs> I get tired when this plant goes down, <laughs> and I get excited Jump. when this plant goes up. Science, <laughs> science. That's true. That's true. Yep. Science. Uh, I mainly ask because I wasn't sure when would be an appropriate time to make knocks on their vessel. 
I feel like any kind of nautical or or crew is kind of like up earlier than most, well, if they can be. I figure somebody always has yeah. to be up because a vessel like that, I imagine, is a little bit more difficult to run or keep running compared to like a boat. Therein needs to be airtight, but yeah, gather yourselves up, enjoy the food. Nice gentleman pointed me also in the direction of that captain, so at least we know we're definitely on track. That's true. Oh, no, no. Oh, a lot be so good. It's grilled. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, eat. And then uh, I take off my cloak, ring it another time, and then put it back on. <laughs> it's all <laughs> stiff from drying yeah, on your own body. Nah. <laughs> we need to find some place to sunbathe for a little while. Or find some fire mage and be like, hey, can I pay you a buck to just, you know, hold fire? Hold I mean, fire. I'm pretty sure that there's a dry cleaners, and that's spell. part of the job. <laughs> dry cleaners with one fire and fire mage <laughs> in the back just going, oh. he, he's just in a, he's alone in the room and he freaking hates it because it's nothing but buggy steamy. And he's sweating back there. He's he's super thin. <laughs> just sweating his ass off. God, he has a like gallons of water around him you know what hey whatever pays the, pays the damn bills pretty good pretty good yeah that always reminds me of like when they started explaining weird stuff in pokemon and it's it it always just felt like oh yeah pokemon just handles this it's like how does how does the power work in this city and it's like oh yeah we just have six electrodes strapped to the power plant in this city and that's <laughs> a wizard did it all no, right, it. Ray. <laughs> all right. i don't know uh that checks out Good. So you guys make your way over to the sub? Yes, sir. Yeah. Alrighty. Do you just kind of do you uh, wait around, or do you just pound on the pound on the hatch? I imagine, seeing as it's now probably, I woke up at like five, checked things out, went over, got food, came back, talked to the guys, and went back down that way. Now it's probably around six, so I imagine there's some life coming up to this port. Anyway, in general. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some smaller boats that seem to be a little bit more routine. Yeah, using this place, um, heading in or out. So there's definitely a little bit of traffic. You kind of have to weave your way through a couple of a couple of people as you make your way down the dock. But there doesn't seem to be any activity from this ship in particular. Cooper, I'm going to go ahead and ask this just as a world building thing. All right. The new time flower that we're working on, is it exact or does it like only work on one time or can it can it be inaccurate due to travel or something to that effect? Or is this like a magical like it's always on time for some reason? I just say like so like it doesn't really react to light or anything. It's just kind of like I don't even know how an atomic clock works, but (laughs) I'm gonna say it's like an atomic clock. Like they all came from like the same uh, brood or whatever, or like a pocket of plants. Like, yeah, they're, they're all transplanted. They're, they, there's like a, a major like. Oh yeah, like on one of these ships, the it's world, just like yeah, or some. It's just like kind of like a mother yeast or something. You know, kind of the same yeah. deal. And so they like um, so there's no time okay. zone or anything. It's just all of these flowers are always kind of like blooming and or like uh, the pigments changing at the same rate which is kind of spooky so like they're mm. it's accurate within like a few seconds <laughs> yeah so it's just like they're all kind of like pulsing at pretty much the same time but like no matter where you travel like it's time doesn't change if that makes sense yeah the full field yeah. must be crazy 
So it has a, it has a, a hundred percent yep. set yep, yep, yep. internal clock. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's matched mm-hmm. with yeah. all of the other plants of the same type. That's gotcha. pretty cool. I don't know. I, I want to play a yeah. druid now. If there's, if it's not a biology <laughs> thing, then the, some kind of magic thingy will, or like yep. miasma mutation. Oh, it's cover. oh yeah, for sure. We can, <laughs> dude, we can always just go the force did it. Like, yeah, the force, don't, yeah. don't even, don't even worry about it. There's that, actually like, a hive mind plant that's controlling them, just breathing in and out. Dude, I'll, I'll write this stuff down. Like, this might be a bad <laughs> guy. That you have to, like, don't, don't give me too many ideas. Okay. Yeah. No, no, that's it. Like, all of the moss and plants that your people grow are nothing but receptors oh. for audio and visual. It's just recording that. It's recording data. You don't know where it's oh, recording. Dear. Oh, boy. Like, where it's going. Facebook moss. <laughs> that Jeff Bezos yeah. moss. Soul from moss. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm down, but yeah, no. Seeing as it's oh, out, now getting everybody's doing dock business stuff, I I will go mm-hmm. down and give a a sturdy tap tap on the patch and wait. Okay. So there's a pretty quick response of shuffling, as if you kind of caught someone by surprise or something. And there's there's a little bit of shuffling, and then you can kind of see a very small cutout in the hatch go squeak and you can see an eyeball sticking through <laughs> and someone's looking at you and then you hear squeak as it shuts again <laughs> and then you hear captain captain there's someone here yes no i don't know yes one of them and kind of in response to all of these you can kind of hear <laughs> just kind of these muffled definitely deeper voices and eventually the the hatch begins to turn and in one swift motion it opens and a halfling with a knife comes out and just has what? it pointed at you and says the captain says this is his property <laughs> you need to leave and he's holding it they're holding it with both hands and yeah you can for cooper i would say that maybe you are more familiar with castigian halflings and you know very similar to how you grew up uh, moving through the small spaces in the sub, like this is a group of people who grew like this because of the miasma and kind of just adapted to their environment. So in Castigian, you find yourself, you know, you find yourself human mutants and halflings and various other All right. peoples. So it's not uncommon to see a halfling on one of these. So do I should do we have like we we probably have like a native language, right? Like um, I don't. Or does everyone just speak common? Do they? Like some kind of common equivalent? I would imagine that the common language evolved from like literally D&D common, like before the apocalypse happened. But if you want to go for, you know, the fantasy roots and and have a Castigian language that either evolved or was maybe some fantasy languages smashed together or whatever, I would say that that's plausible i would say that then maybe all of you guys need to decide on one language that you understand i guess it's like how big was everything before it split you know like we're this was one con this was one large yeah yeah. and was it like uh yeah like does everyone speak their own language and like we all picked up common or like oh i guess we can just call it common that was my that was gonna be my next question so how long has it been since the split of the continent 100 years you said 
the continent split when the progenitors had their apocalypse. Something so powerful happened that it split the continent. And then humans took over the mantle of civilization on Miva and settled the different areas and then made their territories. So how long has it been since set apocalypse? 100 years. Since the most recent one? Sure. Yes. Then, yeah, it's been about 100 years. That is more than ample time for continents or fractures of continents to develop their own language, I would say. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, between people wanting to keep secrets or just an amalgamation of peoples being smashed together so suddenly, you know, given that they were a very fantasy oriented culture beforehand, then it does make sense that they would have had some different languages and stuff. So if that's how we want to roll, then I would say that you guys all know common plus where you came from. Yeah, I came. Where did I come from? Yeah, I would say that that's your your decision, Adrian, as far as what maybe he picked up. Yeah, well, he. Yeah, I recall that Adrian was with me on a Castidian ship, but he wasn't necessarily born there. He was born in Uran, right? And then he went to Castidian. Okay. So yeah. So he, I, I said he was in Uran till he was eight. Then he. So that's that's more than enough time to have picked up yeah, Uran. Okay. Yeah, so he knows Uran. That's it. Okay. And then, like, uh, you, you just, like, got by with Common on the Cassidian ship? Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, okay. That kind of, like, I guess I'll, like, greet. Or maybe yeah. he picked up enough. But then, like, I, I know, like, Spanish 101 amounts of traveling. <laughs> Donde esta el baño? Yeah. Yeah, four or less. Donde esta cervezas? Four paper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, senoras bonitas. Hey. <laughs> no. <Bueno>. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Oh, man. So, yeah, you're the Castigian man here. Okay, yeah, so then, like, I guess in, like, their kind of native tongue, uh, like, I'm imagining there's some kind of greeting, like, in the depths we flourish, where we're friends, sounds kind of thing, and then kind of, like, yeah. Darling, it's better, don't worry, it's better, I should sing Disney! <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just on yeah, the air today. I guess. That's that's the, that's the wrong way to get that 9.6 million. I tell you what, getting <laughs> sued by Disney—that's that's a reverse step. No, they're, oh, they're, they're gonna that's wait until we're high. like enough to where yeah, we're, our net worth is high enough, <laughs> and yeah. they're gonna yeah, gut us. Go. They're gonna wait till we're at 9.6, and they're like, and "Welcome then... back." <laughs> <laughs> and they'll make the oh, good yeah. night. Oh, they'll be like the that. Show. That looks like that took a Herculean effort. <laughs> oh, <laughs> would be no, yeah, no. For us to be on the cusp of greatness, and they'll be like, okay, so we're either gonna sue you or you're gonna work for us. And like, Ooh. it's true. Ooh. I don't know. I'd be hard pressed to if if you asked me if I'd work for that Papa Disney yes. money. Yeah, yes. at that point, it's like be this hard pressed the to say no. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like no. Yours. You know, call me. Call me I'd a rather go against want, Disney's but... legal team. Actually, I, put me as a pass. I'll, I'll, I'll take pass. Him. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> I got my uncle. Uh, my uncle Jim. He's a <laughs> attorney at law. <laughs> bird law. Bird lawyer. Yeah. He's a bird lawyer. He's fine. <laughs> so. Fine. So you you definitely garner the attention of this halfling very quickly as you speak in Castigian. Yeah. I guess Castog. <laughs> I don't know. Kastagen? Kastagen. So the knife seems to go down, but he definitely, they definitely seem wary still. But in Kastigen back, you know, he asks you, what do you, what do you want? What are you doing here? You know, just as quickly as he can, as they can. 
And then I'll, I'll kind of just like ask, is this Captain Claymore's ship? Or Claiborne, sorry, Claiborne. Mm-hmm. They give you a, a squint and move the knife from Adrian to you. And then back to Adrian and then back to you. And then it kind of just keeps moving back and forth and just... How do you know the captain? Then I'll just like, well, we, like we, we, we heard his, he drives a good ship, has a good crew. And uh, we were just looking for a safe passage to Dofer. Again, you're met with a steeled, wary gaze that definitely betrays the years of this young and young halfling. And they just seem on the defensive. They just seem very like, you know, get away. Like, you don't need to see the captain. Like, the captain will find you or whatever. And eventually you hear the more grumbling voice from kind of hollow from the inside of the sub as you hear boots clink on the ladder that goes to this hatch and an individual with a heavily scarred face and pointy ears makes their way out of the sub and just kind of gives an oh come on now apple calm down these people seem to have money we like money apple and like like this is all in castigian as claiborne kind of like pushes apple back down into the sub and uh, looks at you and says you'll have to mind the lad he uh he can have a bit of a temper now dofer you're you're headed and he kind of gives you all a, a bit of a once over you can tell right away cooper that this individual held some status at some point within the castigian people the coat that he wears is just way too nice it's just a nice reddish with blue lining and a little and like some white in different accent areas it appears to maybe had epaulets at some point but it definitely doesn't anymore and it's just being worn kind of open over some pretty normal piratey looking clothes mm. now dofer you said right uh that's right captain yes Ah, I I know them waters and he uh, you can kind of like almost as if he's walking on stairs, but he's actually like turned around and is just using his boots to get back down the ladder that he's on. But it kind of just looks like he's walking downstairs. Yeah, follow me, lads. I'll uh, I'll show you the ship. You can see if you want to charter this vessel after you give her a good look. I gesture to Cooper to go first. Sure, I'll climb on. And it's like we'd be honored to take a look and then I'll just climb on in. And as he's going down, I'll sort of lean back to Lapak. Is it Lapak or Laphawk? Uh, is there a particular way he pronounces it? Laphawk, I guess. Laphawk. Okay, I think he was saying Pock. I, mean, I don't know, we had that conversation earlier, like, yeah, Pock? Two Pock? One Pock? <laughs> One Pack, two Pack, bow. <laughs> Eager men always want something. They typically have a way of getting it. Keep your eyes open. It might be hard, but I'll, I'll try. Point. <laughs> Uh, I'll hop down. Claiborne kind of leads whether you guys are following or not. He kind of seems to be more interested in Cooper than you two. But he kind of bangs his fists against the side of the uh, sub and says uh, he kind of he's kind of just turning and giving grand charismatic gestures. But to a pretty normal Castigian sub, he definitely seems to be trying to sell it a little bit more than it might be worth it. But Claiborne shows you around a bit, says, welcome to the Golden Demon. And he kind of shows off some pieces of the ship and some of the rooms. And she's got heart, but she's stripped down to the basics for for good reason. (laughs) It kind of gives a wink to you guys. All right. So uh, what waters have you been sailing, Captain? Where did you head up from after you left the fleet? Oh, I've been going up and down the coast, just doing some trading. And he looks and 
you definitely all kind of piece together that he and Apple are definitely the only two people here. And he continues to give the tour. And But recently I've been a bit tied down, I guess you could say, uh, without much of a crew. But chartering a ship is just as good money as trading any items. Demon will get you there, no matter what you need. How does this ship run with just two individuals on it? Well, uh, I I stand at the bridge, and I mostly... And he, he stops for a moment, and he says, Well, why don't I show ye? And he wobbles his way over to the bridge of the sub, and you can see from the big pressurized piece that he has in the front that there is a bit of crescent in the front that you can see through, more or less. And you can kind of see that just the top of this crescent is above the water so it's kind of got this interesting view of you know like three quarters under the water and one quarter kind of sticking out of the water more or less and he says well i stand here at the bridge and then me first mate apple does a lot of the rest and he looks over at this big brass piece that just appears to be this hollow tube more or less that just goes and hits the wall and then just seems to branch and web away completely and he he leans down into this mouthpiece and shouts apple get the fires burning we be leaving and you can feel the rumble of the golden demon as the engine begins to turn and kick over and the slow hum of the golden demon begins to vibrate completely throughout your body slowly just getting kidnapped Well, he's just turning on the ship. Oh, okay. I thought he's just like, we'll speed to nowhere. But he's assuming that you guys are, yeah, going to charter the ship. He definitely seems to be in a bit of a good mood. And as the Golden Demon begins to rumble to life, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up the session for today. Thank you. Thank you guys for participating. I'm having a blast. Even even with something slightly less prepared than usual, I, I still managed to bounce off of you guys and have yeah. a, oh, yeah. a bunch of great ideas so super glad for that i will see you guys when i see you guys next time and for everyone else thanks for stopping in you have a good rest of your evening Oodaloo. bye-bye